Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Well, real quick, welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Oh, hi. Welcome to Weed and Grub. This is a um, podcast. It's about weed. And grub. And food. And pop culture. And sex. And grub. And food. And getting high. And being high. And loving life. And coming sometimes. And hanging out with friends sometimes when you're coming. Right. Or And then eating a grub. Great. Or a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the most perverted podcast. (laughs) like we get high and do like a circle jerk and then eat maggots <laughs> that's not what this that's not what this is about. and sometimes we talk about cardi b <laughs> listen fuck offset don't be pulling that shit yeah okay anyway hi welcome everyone yeah <laughs> this is a sorry oh whew. it's a spicy one i'm feeling great i'm feeling all like sparkly and rosy cheeked yeah are my cheeks pink they are. They're really pink. Yeah. And I, oh, we're both like smiling at each other because, well, we just went to a dispensary. Mm-hmm. And as we walk into the dispensary, we saw our faces on their big, what is it? What's three by three? Nine? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> and, um, and there was our big, beautiful, gorgeous People magazine's hottest People of the year. Scorchingest couple S- of this, podcasters this... to ever be seen by human eyes. Yep. And that was our faces. Yep. Because we have ads running in, uh, what is it, over 300 dispensaries in LA? Might as well be 3 million. Let's call it 3 million. Yep. So fucking cool to like walk into a dispensary I've never been to before and then see our faces there and be like, oh my gosh, that's us and that's our podcast. It was so great because it was playing when we walked in, we went and made our weed purchase and then we came out and kind of like hung out in the lobby waiting for it to pop back up on this jumbotron of weed basically. Yes. And uh, very comfortable chairs. I appreciated the viewing lounge Absolutely. at um, LA Kush. And uh, <laughs> the security guard was like, hey, are you guys okay? <laughs> like just hanging out and we were like... Like, no, we it's our podcast, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And they, they popped up, and we took a picture in front of it. And it just felt great. It was yeah. the coolest. Thank you, Apop Media, for running those spots. And um, yeah, it's just uh, such a good feeling to see them up there. It was so good that like we raced back to your place afterwards to unpack the weed, and the first thing we did was we were like, "We need sandwiches!" Like we made <laughs> celebration ham sandwiches. <laughs> Um, yes, we had uh, great ham sandwiches with uh, Swiss cheese and um, dill pickles, um, little Dijon. Mm-hmm. Not just Dijon, but the Dijon. Oh, little gray poop. Gray poop. <laughs> number one Dij. <laughs> so goofy. What? Gray poop, <laughs> number <laughs> one Dij. <laughs> like that whole habit of shortening things uh, just doesn't work in that case. <laughs> yeah. Gray poop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually really love shortening things as a joke being like, oh, that's so profesh, you know, or like, right. So delish or whatever that is. But yeah, great poop. Is- great poop. <laughs> Put a little smear of great poop on that, huh? <laughs> Imagine like the 2018 version of that famous commercial. Do you know the commercial I'm talking about in the 80s? Do you have any great poupon? Yes. Yeah. Where the <laughs> fancy car pulls up next to the regular car and the windows both roll down at the same time. Yeah. The limousine pulls up and he's like, pardon me. Do you have any great poupon? What would the 2018 version be with like, a, I don't know, what's the, like a Tesla? <laughs> or no. I don't know. Hoverboard. Sure. Just be like, yo, got any great poop? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's eating the sandwich and it's a little too dry. <laughs> 
where's your great poop, man? <laughs> Only for the best. Oh my God, I'm laughing so hard. I'm so glad that you have that in your fridge. Yeah. It's, you know, you got to have your condiment game on lock. Because Absolutely. late night when you don't actually have the real food to eat, it's all about the condiment game. Oh my gosh. I mean, I've talked about fridge bowls a I million times. I actually need you to break this down for a us. A fridge bowl right is now. beautiful. It's like late night, midnight. You are hungry, but you don't want to get Postmates or delivery or drive or anything. And so it's like, what do I have? How do I make myself not have the munchies anymore? And you just make a fridge bowl, which is just whatever's in the fridge. And if you've got a great condiment game, that fridge bowl is going to taste delicious no matter what you add to it. All you really need is some kind of starch. Everybody has rice they're never going to make that's sitting in their cupboard for a million years. Right, right. Everyone. But are you actually making that rice? Then you're like boiling it. Yeah, you boil that rice, okay, and then you just add like a bunch of ranch and a bunch of cheese and probably some gray poop in there for a little bit of tang and <laughs> tangy gray poop. You're kidding? You're killing me. <laughs> but yeah, and that's a fridge bowl. It's just everything you have in your fridge in a bowl. Oh fuck, my fridge bowl right now would be so fucking rank. I can't even tell you because I have leftover chipino. Okay. Um hummus uh-huh. uh, and like a bunch of like kind of wilting vegetables and then I have some good condiments I think I would actually choose to forego all of that stuff and just like get a piece of bread and maybe even like make like a mayo mustard sandwich with some like maybe a little sriracha a little sriracha yeah that's great oh a mayo mustard sandwich sounds really nice right it's just my favorite combo wet like, bread wet bread yeah give it to me yeah I could eat if if I had a bottle of olive oil a little bit of salt and a loaf of bread I would just polish that fucker off. Yeah, that's what they do in Italy, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a thing. Okay, so it's not a natural <laughs> idea? <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, I don't think you're weird, is what I'm saying. I uh, I love, like, it's my, what's your favorite two-condiment combination? Uh, mayo and mustard up top. Yeah, Um one. I love hot sauce, any, like, hot sauce with the creamy. Like hot, hot sauce with ranch for me. Hot sauce with blue cheese for me. Oh, of course. See, that's where we stand. Yeah. What's your what's your take on mustard ketchup? Gross. It is, right? Only if it's in an all-dressed situation on a hot dog. Like if it's mayo. Like I like an all-dressed hot dog with like every, like the works works. Like relish, ketchup, mustard, onions if they've got them. Even that weird corn relish. Mm. I like all of it on there. But just ketchup and mustard together? Mm-mm. Doesn't work. Mm-mm. And it doesn't go on anything else. I think that's the thing. When you talk about a two- condiment combination mm-hmm. oh, that was it, hard it, it's just, oh man did you see my brain you like were, your eyes went somewhere like else. my brain put on glasses do you know what i mean to really focus in <laughs> was, i wish everyone could see your face because that was truly amazing <laughs> if you're gonna have a two condiment combination it has to have versatility mm-hmm to it and i feel like a sriracha and blue cheese or ranch it has the versatility of like a chicken wing uh, a pizza crust a grilled cheese sandwich for duncan yeah any of that and with uh mayonnaise and uh dijon it's great on a sandwich yep i would absolutely put that on pizza crust Ew. i would dip chips into that and treat it like you know savory nachos fries sure fucking fries fries 100 percent yeah mm-hmm. but ketchup and mustard it doesn't go on anything, anywhere, anytime. No, no, it really doesn't. On a hot dog, if you add relish and onions, I guess. But then you're, you know, you're building a castle. You're not like just eat, you're not just hanging out at the drawbridge. <laughs> what about um, that was such a reach? Thank you for was, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, what What about olive oil and balsamic? Is that a two condiment combo, or is that like a? Uh, 
That's I've, just oil and vinegar. It's I guess, like oil but like, and, yeah, but I think so. Yeah, they're condiments. They're great, right? Is oil considered a condiment though? It's like a. I mean, it is to me hmm. because you're. It's like it's a flavor enhancer, right? Yeah. So for me, that is. Yeah. Oh, shout out while we're talking about olive oil to all of the great companies that are making infused olive oil, especially po po d'huile, right? Yeah. Well, um, I pronounce it pot de hule. <laughs> Because my brain took its glasses off and <laughs> now it's put just, on a backwards baseball cap. And now it's in a bean bag over in the corner. <laughs> Bong between the knees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, infused olive oil is one of the best ways I find to, especially low dose uh, weed in your cooking. Like Pod Wheel makes a great infused oil that you can buy. If you have a magical butter machine, you can make your own as Absolutely. we do. Yeah. And it's great to just have like a little uh, thing of olive oil next to your stove and then you can like do a little drizz. It's great on a salad. Also, I like that you can feel healthy when consuming Yeah. with something like that. I think that goes such a long way because I'm going to throw a little shade at certain places. I'm not going to name names because if you enjoy them, then enjoy them. But I'm not a big like number one ingredient corn syrup in an edible person. Right. Such a good point. I uh, just listened to a great episode of a podcast called Stoner with uh, Elise McDonough, who is a colleague of mine and a wonderful, or uh, we used to work together at, uh, at High Times and she wrote uh, the High Times cookbook and uh, she works for Bong Appetit. And she was just saying that she uh, is really not into sweets and she's really, she considers sugar a drug. But she's a cannabis advocate, and so she really tries to go for the savory stuff and really tries to work with like infused oils and fats in a savory way where you can actually be eating well while you're consuming your weed. Can I I segue into something that you... um, Does it come out today? Oh. uh, Can we talk about Leafly for a second? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Mary Jane. Oh, thank you. This is... It's a big, 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 big deal. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to be writing for Leafly. Um... They are an incredible company. Uh, they do really great work, and uh, I've gotten to write a few really fun pieces for them, and I think this was the most fun one. I got to do... Uh, oh, for anyone who doesn't know what Leafly is... It's the Google of weed. <laughs> is that fair? Yeah. It's the fucking Google of weed. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, you can use it uh, to locate dispensaries near you. You can look up strains. You can look up product information, and they also have a great uh, section where they just do amazing editorial work, and they uh, this particular piece that I wrote that's coming out is the best of uh, California Roundup. That's Do you know how fucking amazing that is? It was really fun to be able to go to a bunch of places and sample a bunch of different things and then also just talk to all the people that I know here in California who um, are in the industry or just connoisseurs. And I was like, what's your favorite flower? Or what's your favorite, you know, overall company or best edible or what topicals do you use and love? And so... We did a big product roundup, and it's coming out on Leafly uh, today. Gosh, for California. If you're lucky enough to live in California, you can, uh, you know, truly, it's it's uh, until Canada became the legal uh, marijuana marketplace of the uh, globe. You know, California has the, the richest abundance of strains and products and, you know, an insane uh, variety of stuff that's available, even though like the restrictions have become tighter and tighter. And so there was probably a Wild West time, maybe like two or three years ago where you could really get anything anywhere, anytime. Yeah, I could have gotten a kidney and a gram. (laughs) It's a little harder now. And um, and we get to enjoy fucking great weed. It's a little too expensive for my taste, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to complain about the small stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. fucking expensive. It is expensive. We dropped some fat cash at a dispensary today. Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, there was another, there was a uh, wheel to spin 
And that was always fun. I'll spin any wheel. You know what? I'll go into any company. If they have a wheel I can spin, if, if Scientology had a big wheel that I could spin as soon as I like write down my personal information, you better believe I'm spinning that wheel. You love giving out your personal information. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. My phone number is so easy to find. Oh my God. <laughs> I like, love spinning wheels. We had won the thing. Yeah. We got a free battery. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of lame. I wanted like a free vape car to like, you know, an eighth or something. But yeah, there was battery. a dab stick in there. I was like, ooh, that would have been nice to win. I know, like even a pre-roll. But, you know, free battery. Thank you. Um, yep. <clears throat> but you kept spinning it. <laughs> and at one point, you, I don't think you even heard me, but I was like, were you like a kid who had a lot of noisy toys? <laughs> I don't think you heard me over the like, <laughs> of the wheel. <laughs> I was like, I bet you were one of those kids who had like the fire truck with the like uh-huh. all the lights and fucking bells and whistles. And your mom was just like, did you, did she wear earmuffs or like, um, well, I don't think it's related, but she did develop this eyebrow twitch <laughs> and then it went away when I moved out. But I don't think the two went hand in hand. What's your mom's name? Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wendy. Mm-hmm. It was a lot for her probably. I am like, I know I'm a lot now. Mm. Imagine imagine as a kid mm-hmm. and then imagine puberty and then imagine after puberty until i moved out so your whole life yeah <laughs> <laughs> super intense your whole your whole the whole time all You've the time been, all the all the days been like this your whole life yeah okay spinning wheels yep fuck mm. man i love them so much i think it's so fun to spin something it's fucking great and you know what like for me i think i've always been kind of you know quote unquote a lot mm-hmm. um which is why i like played water polo and like you know did the things where i was like you just gotta get it out somehow and um weed is like such a help with that you were just making me think of um talking to charlie sheen and i got to talk i got to interview charlie sheen this year and he um we sat down and i think he was really just expecting to talk about weed and maybe about his like own sort of like quite you know sordid past with you know substance abuse and like ripped from the headlines he's problematic as fuck yeah but uh i think where we really connected uh was when i talked to him about his movies and his uh legacy and his acting and like that's what i really care about was sort of his art but i think he was pleasantly surprised and you know when i i was told that i'd have 20 minutes with him and i had 45 and that felt great so i don't know it means a lot to me to be able to write about cannabis for a living did you Pitch Aquafina. Aquafina was a pitch from a friend of mine who I also used to work with, a colleague named Urs, who knew Aquafina's work as a um, just like a cool New Yorker. So we got her into like a loft in Brooklyn in 2015, I think, and sat down and got high with her and chatted with her on camera. We chatted with Peaches that same year, uh, covered Margaret Cho, um, uh, Flatbush Zombies, yeah, talking derps, yeah, some. Shout out Hope Lord. Um, yeah. This is kind of what I care about the most. Sorry, tight. <laughs> cool, so, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Which, by the way, Ooh. you got some really cool cards for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about food, and I wanted to bring these up because I, I'm so excited about This is actually one of the coolest things that I've gotten recently from Goldleaf. I just got this cooking journal, and it's called the Cannabis Culinary Companion. When you open it up, each page has infusion type and you can tick off what you're using butter oil sauce distillation or whatever and then a place where you put your ingredients for that um infusion like what you use to flour or roots or trim or keef or whatever that's oh so you can like recipe develop exactly this is recipe development and then the next spot says process so your decarb time temp and heat method and then your cooking 
temp, uh, temp time and method, and then preparation on the other page. So you can actually develop your weed recipes and keep notes on them in this beautiful little journal. And um, it came with these cool little recipe cards in this beautiful manila envelope with like a little string. I don't know, the whole like aesthetic of them. It's stuff also great is because so like, great. as somebody who likes to get hella high, think, mm-hmm. yo, write it down. Yeah. Like, I'm so cocky. I'm going to be like, I'm going to remember that. It's delicious. What are you going to remember? <laughs> how delicious it was, but not how to make it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then they also included these recipe cards from, there's one from Kat Cora. Really? Yeah. The Iron Chef Kat Cora? Yeah. And Kat Cora, who was a huge weed advocate, um, shared a recipe for beet salad with tangerine CBD vinaigrette. And then there are other recipes in here from uh, several other weed chefs uh, for like elevated green goddess dressing, uh, sous vide cannabis infused duck fat. Like it's just really beautiful, high end and cool, but for the home chef. On the other end of it? What? um, How many times have I microwaved a fucking hot pocket and the middle's cold and so i gotta adjust it for another 20 seconds and then another 10 seconds and i gotta keep microwaving that hot pocket until the whole thing is cooked through but then it's way too hot and then i gotta let it cool and i'm hungry but if i wrote down all my hot pocket calculations for the microwave in this book i'd know to set it for 220 every time You're going to write down your microwave times for your Hot Pockets in the uh, uh-huh. Cannabis Cooking Journal? Yeah, my really? Hot Pocket Journal. Wow. <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting you for uh, your birthday. A better diet? No, a Hot Pocket Journal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I'll just get a monogram for you. Mike's Hot Pocket Journal. <sighs> it fills up way too quick and you're like, yo, what are you doing? You're eating too many Hot Pockets, Mike. I love this thing. This is, it's gold leaf. It's Gold Leaf, and they're a great company. They do, uh, yeah, I think they do really nice work, and thanks for sending it. What else is happening in your life? Um, I went to uh, your show last night. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was uh, (laughs) just thinking about it because I uh, was irritated (laughs) because I had a series of events on the way to the show and then at the show, and it was just making me think about... um, etiquette in the world and how people are and um well can i just tell you what happened yeah i'm i'm all it sounds bad okay i don't have a car in la right now my car is in seattle and uh so i'm getting around without a car so i'm taking a lot of lifts and i'm doing the shared lift and i'm learning about what that is like what's the etiquette of sharing a ride with people right roulette every time yeah it is straight up roulette and also like just because it's not a bus doesn't mean it is it's exactly like a bus. Right. It's a three-seater bus. It's a very, t- it's a tiny little bus. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who's getting on and getting off that bus. And I kind of dig it because I've made some connections with people where you have kind of a fun time. But last night, <laughs> uh, I got in first and then we stopped to pick up our uh, fellow rider and immediately he got in and I was overwhelmed by the amount of cologne that he was wearing. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was in the backseat, and he got into the backseat with was me. Was he 12 and just, like, trying to figure it out? No, he was a grown-ass, like, young man, but, like, grown, grown, and, like, drenched. Like, his polo shirt was wet. Like, he was drenched in cheap cologne. So the driver immediately rolled down all the windows, which I appreciated. Uh, un- without saying anything, it was just like, we're on the same page here, right? Oh, yeah. He was just like, oh, <laughs> just did it. Did, and he pulled out a chainsaw and cut off the top of his car. <laughs> I, wish, I wish he'd been able to ventilate that shit more because it was so intense. And then I 
out of the corner of my eye was like, oh no, no, he can't really, is he? And I full on look, he's looking at porn on his phone. What? Next to me in the back seat. What? Of a shared lift. Yeah. Sitting knee to knee with you? I mean, like hip or to was hip. hip. Hip to hip watching porn. Yeah. Watching it. Uh, no, he was scrolling through the homepage of whatever, like RedTube or, you know, YouPorn or I don't know what site it was, but it was like one of those, I mean, you know, they're unmistakable because they come up, the, the background's black yep, and the writing's red. Yeah. And then they're just thumbnails of naked bodies. Like, we all know what that looks like. P's and V's most or P's us, and P's or V's us. and V's. Yeah. And, you know, words like MILF <laughs> and like... Of course he was on You MILF. know, b- b- gang bang or whatever. Yeah. And, uh... I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. That's so fucked up. With your gross cologne. Like, it's one thing where Starbucks is like, no more porn after the 31st. Yeah. Does there need to be an Uber and Lyft etiquette ban? Starbucks? You know how Starbucks is getting rid of, like, you can't watch porn in their uh, You can now? You can now, yeah. Oh, I got to get to a Starbucks before the 31st then? (laughs) Tell that dude, hey, why don't you go to Starbucks? And also, the porn I watch, you don't want to know what I'm into. Like, yes, I love POV. Super into it. But not when we're in a Prius. I thought you were going to say, like, hentai or something. Hentai porn? Yeah. No, when I watch that, all I'm like is like, I wish I could draw. Those tentacles are sexy. Dang. If I could draw, I'd... Man. I've never seen hentai. I just love the concept of like, just in my brain, the way I think it might look is just like, you know, sexy octopuses. Is Mm -hmm. that it? It is. I mean, it's aggressive and violent and violating. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's wet, you know. Well, octopuses live in the sea. (laughs) It's it's not this dry skin (laughs) octopus. It's like scaly land octopus. Yeah. I watch a lot of lotion porn. Oh, I bet that's a thing. Everything's a thing. Yeah, it's true. What's the worst sentence you can come up with? Oh, um, foot, uh, tooth, uh, goat porn. Guaranteed there's over a thousand that you got to pick from. I know there's, like, as I was saying, I was like, I know this exists. Like some guy with his foot in a goat while he brushes his teeth or something. (laughs) (laughs) I know it exists. If anyone wants to draw that, we will send you a gift. Oh, no. I don't want to get that. Just send it to (laughs) Mike. He's at Glazer Boohoo. Please don't send it to me. (laughs) Find my phone number. Text me a pic. Oh, I will send you a gift. So this guy looking at his porn with all his cologne. And I was like, this is two strikes. It can't get worse. And then he took a call. Mm. So loud. Mm. Uh, I was lucky because it wasn't in English. So I couldn't. I didn't understand what he was saying. Uh, and it was actually a really cool language. I was trying to figure, I was like, is it Turkish or is it Armenian? Or is it like, I couldn't like. Who cares? Greek it's not or, about the rhythm. Well, I was actually really like, oh, what, this is a beautiful sounding language. But um, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that. He took a loud phone call he took in a, a lift. He took a loud phone call. And that's like, a, that's, such that's the only edi- thing that stopped him from looking at his porn. Yeah. That, that's three strikes. Etiquette, etiquette fail, right? And then it was really tipped over the edge. When? At your show. Krispy Kreme donuts came out at the end. Yeah. Fucking holiday Krispy Kreme donuts for free. That was free. fun. Yeah. And ending the show, wrapping it up, like huge, you know, 250 seat theater. Everyone gets a Krispy Kreme donut. Everyone's like laughing and snacking and sharing. And you're like, someone hands you a box and you take a donut and you hand it on. And this guy in front of me, like turned around and he was handing it back to the girls who, who were sitting right next to me. Uh, the box. The box of donuts. And he's like, hey. And this girl sitting next to me was like, we're good. And she just didn't take the box of donuts from him. 
Take the fucking box. She didn't fucking take it. She just said, work it. She, but she was like, not even, she was like, work, work it. Like, wait, like I'm oh. tiny. I don't eat donuts. Work it. And I was, I lo- and then he kind of made eye contact with me. So I had to like kind of reach over her, like rudely into her space mm-hmm. with my big arm and take the box of donuts from him and then smile at him, make eye contact and acknowledge and say, thank you. I'll take it. And then I didn't want a donut because I'd just eaten a whole mushroom pizza. <laughs> but yes, but but that's not the point. No, the point is if someone turns to you and hands you a donut when you're at a fucking show, you just take it and you say thank you and then you hand it to the next person. And that was making me think it's like etiquette with weed. Like if you don't smoke weed and you're at a party and someone hands you a joint, you don't go, Regan, like smile, take the joint and then hand it to the person next to you. Does anybody not know this? What the fuck is wrong with all these people? What is happening? What's happening? Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Hi, Mike. Let's talk about edibles. Yeah, do you like them? I love them, but I also don't want to leave my couch. <laughs> well, how about making them at home? Um, yeah, I would love to do that, but I'm not sure how. Well, I have a, the magical butter machine to show you. Can it make chocolates? Yeah. Can it make oil? Yep. Can it make butters? Yep. Can it make tinctures? Yes. Can it make gummies? Yes. You can even make lube. You can make lube? Well, we made some. That's Listen, true. coconut oil infused with uh, cannabis turns out uh, it's a great... I mean, don't use it with latex, but it's awesome and for a wonderful natural lubricant. Absolutely. You can also fry chicken thighs in it. So, hey, win-win. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is you need a magical butter machine because... you never have to leave your house. <laughs> you never have to leave. I love it. I love that because... Let's say you don't know that you want butter or oil yet, but eventually you're going to want it. So just make it. It keeps for so long and it comes with a lifetime warranty or maybe a limited. Well, it depends. Um, if you're like, if you're a vampire, then I guess you have a lifetime warranty. And so does the magical butter machine. <laughs> oh my God. It comes with everything you need. It comes with purify filters and a silicone love glove and a magical butter cookbook that has tons of great recipes. And you can also go online and find out all the wonderful things that you can make with your magical butter machine. So if you're a home cook and you love weed, this is the machine for you. Go on magicalbutter.com and use the promo code weed and grub. Mm-hmm. For 30 bucks off. 30 bucks off. It's great for gifts any yep. time of the year. It's great for surprises any of the time of the year. It's great to treat yourself any time of the year. Any time of the year. I gave one to a friend of mine in Montreal, and she is using it all the time to make herself delicious treats. And like she and her boyfriend are having a wonderful time with it. How's their sex? Better than ever. It's there funny, you go. funny you should ask. <laughs> well, then all you got to do is go to Magical Butter and use the promo code Weed and Grub, and you're going to have amazing sex and delicious food. Yeah, magicalbutter.com. Promo code Weed and Grub. Can I bring something up and we can cut it out if you don't want to talk about it? Hell yes. Okay. When we were standing in line at the uh, grocery store, it was the Ralphs, but no, not everyone has Ralphs in their place. Uh, So we'll say grocery store. Okay. And the uh, guy who was checking us out goes, oh, I really like your hair to you. And you were like, oh, thanks. And it's like, yeah, nobody dyes their hair silver. It's so cool to see. And you're like, oh, Oh. no, this is my hair color. My, I have silver hair. Mm -hmm. And he goes, wait, oh, wait what and and i could see him i could see his eyes like kind of like run away like they were like save yourself (laughs) (laughs) my eyes are out of here but there was something about how he said it in this very assumptive i i don't know it wasn't aggressive but there was something about how he couldn't wrap his head around you just like letting your hair be natural that felt inappropriate and 
gregarious is this sort of like relating to rudeness as you yes, were talking about i think that's what thank you i was trying to clock the word and i made it harder by saying gregarious but it was rude yeah well it's always a t- so yeah like speaking about like public etiquette and stuff it's hard to talk about other people's appearances ever like kind of don't or ask a question or don't it's interesting, like, uh, thinking about, you know, especially weight. Like, I had a weird back and forth with my mother when I was doing the whole 30, and I had emailed her and was like, I'm trying this thing. And she wrote back, and she was like, oh, you know, you'll feel better, and you'll probably lose a little bit of weight. And I just wrote back, and I was like, this isn't an invitation to discuss my weight. Um, we're all just doing the best we can at any given time. Um, you know, like, it's just an interesting familial thing that I have where the women in my family will often talk about weight in sort of a negative way about themselves. Like, they'll often be like, oh, I'm, I put on 10 pounds and I feel bad about myself. And that's what I grew up with. And so, like, learning now at a later point in life to, like, gently correct it and be like, actually, that's not what we're talking about. And I'm actually just talking about eating well. This isn't about losing weight, all that kind of stuff. So, like that's kind of how I feel about my hair. I've had some interesting conversations with my family uh, about being like choosing to be silver uh, at a young age. For anyone who doesn't know what I look like, my hair is shoulder length, a little past my shoulders, and pretty much silver. Like it's silver. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like uh, stars in the sky. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think that uh, you know when I think about it in a, in a really nice light, I think it looks like. Um, cool and witchy and kind of, you know, like maybe like a comic book, like Storm. Or, oh, you know, it is Stormy. Yeah, that totally. you know, when I'm feeling good about it and when I'm feeling bad about it, uh, I feel when I like sort of struggle with it, I'm like, does this just make me look older than I am? Because I started going silver or gray in my 20s. And um, I found my first gray hair actually on my 21st birthday. Get out of here. Not fucking kidding. Happy was... birthday. What is oh, this? Oh no. Like Happy birthday. Like what a... the fuck is this? Fuck. Like a fucking diamond on black velvet. I had dark, 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 like down to my waist hair. And I found this one bright strand. Uh, I was living in London and I was like living the fucking high life. And I found this and I was like, oh no, I'm going to die. You know? That's, really? I mean, it does. Like when I found a gray hair in my beard, mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. My head is dying. Mm-hmm. This is new it's new when your head is clocking out right so that's i think the myth that we all struggle with is that uh gray hair means that you're dying or dead or worthless Mm -hmm. or that you know you're one foot in the grave or whatever the fuck it is because i found my first gray hair when i was 21 and then started dying my hair when i was like 25 and then by the time i was 35 i was dying it like every two or three weeks to just keep the illusion that i was a brunette and then Finally, I like shaved the side of my head just to, you know, change it up when I was going through some stuff. Yeah. And then I... But real real quick, yeah. I've seen pictures of you with the shaved, shaved head. Yeah. You can pull that shit off. Thanks. Yeah. I, I feel pretty good about it. It's cool. You have a good head for not having, for having it shaved. Thank you. I, I did some like weird ass stuff when I like shaved one side and then shaved the other side and then I had the top long and then I dyed that black, but I dyed the sides white and then I cut the top off and then I did a bunch of crazy stuff and then I went platinum pixie and then finally I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to let it grow out. What do I look like? And that's when I was like 37, I think, or yeah. 38. What a crazy question to ask yourself yeah i've never asked myself except for being high and looking in the mirror Mm. and i don't really need to do that Mm -hmm. a lot that's not a good choice to look in the mirror and be like how high am i whoa (laughs) don't like all this i look like a caricature drawn by someone at six flags that's how i feel like when i look in the mirror oh but to ask yourself like genuinely what do i look like 
is a yeah. really cool question to ask yourself and like find some truth. Well, what do I look like without any of the tools that I've been given to help me look the way that society dictates I should look, right? Yep. So I don't wear a whole lot of makeup. Um, I don't, uh, I mean, I do all the, you know, like I totally wear mascara and like I use, you know, moisturizer and stuff, but I'm like, I'm not doing the contouring with the full foundation, right? Like the, on the few occasions when I do get really made up, like I had a makeover maybe two months ago with a friend, I was at a thing and there was a makeup artist and I got my face done and I was like, I look like I'm wearing a mask. It doesn't look right on me. Uh, so I don't wear a lot of makeup and I'm pretty low key with just most things, you know, most choices of like, I don't wear high heels cause I <laughs> broke my ankle a few years ago. Like just about, you know, I'm pretty low Shout key. out to croquet. Shout out croquet, uh, on champagne at Easter. It was, yeah. And, uh. So, but with my hair, I think that was the really hard one because people react so strongly to it. I have a very dear friend who just looked at me and like clucked her tongue and she was like, oh no, it ages you. It ages you terribly. It ages you at least 10 years. And I was like, well, I think that's your opinion. And I think that's also your fear talking. That is, it is projection. Because, so at this point I'm totally silver Mm -hmm. and I have been for like four years and, uh, you know, starting in my thirties and the reactions that I get for the most part are because my hair is so long and it's clearly like my own and it's really actually my own silver, like kind of wonderment, like, whoa, like that you would actually let that happen because we are taught to cover it up. And so to see someone who is letting it completely go is they're either like, you're fucking crazy or whoa, that's such a statement. And the people who don't dig it are often men who want their women to be uh, young and younger and juicier than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go down that fucking road, but we like, can save that for another pod. That's a mini. We'll yeah, do that for a mini. We'll there, do a mini called men and juiciness. Yeah. There was, there was one guy who said, uh, and called steak and eggs. Well, I'll just say this. There was one guy that I worked with and he looked at me really critically one day and he, this friend of his, a girl, I was like, Oh my God, I fucking love your hair. It's so cool. And he was like, mm, I just don't understand why you would want to look older than you are. And I looked back at him and I was like, I look exactly as old as I actually am. This is really how I look. This is actually how women my age look. Like I haven't had any plastic surgery. I'm not wearing any makeup. And this is my actual hair. This is how someone my age looks. A human. And I actually, for the record, don't feel bad about the way I look. I like embrace it and feel fucking great. And I like, you know, celebrate fucking being alive every day and growing old is a fucking privilege. And every gray hair that I get and every wrinkle that I have is a fucking reminder that like there are a bunch of people that I love who aren't here. And so this is where I get emotional about it because I don't want to hide the fact that like getting older for me is something that I'm trying to embrace every day because it's, it's like... A, a huge fucking privilege to be able to do it. And the fact that my hair is like this kind of amazing, like Siamese cat gray color is for me a reminder of that, that I try to fly as a banner and I don't want to cover it up. And I also got really sick of like buying boxes of dye and having to do this thing over the sink, you know, every two weeks to just like what conform to some weird societal ideal of what I should look like. So that's my deal with my hair. I'm sorry if I got on a soapbox about it, but I love talking with you about this and I hope other people <laughs> love listening to this. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I think it's kind of a um contentious thing because I also think that if you want to color your hair and you're going gray that you should absolutely do that. I I struggle about every 3 or 4 months. I'm like, nah, I don't know. Maybe I just want to be a brunette again." So it's not easy. 
you know, not to say that's like some fucking hardship to have gray hair, but, uh, society is not really on board with it. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Right. For a youngish woman. I mean, I'm 43, so that's, yeah. but to that be completely silver from my thirties. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a, a weird choice, I guess. People are living into their 120s. <laughs> oh, so I'm in the first third of my life. Yeah, you're oh, thanks, straight Mike. up in the first third of your life. Oh, leave it to you to make me feel better about it. Thank you. That's how life is going right now. Yeah. Yeah, Thank exactly. You. I love to- Thanks for sharing that. We can, again, like, I just, it's nice to talk with you about these things, and I hope people like listening to it. It's just, I feel like I talked this whole episode. Is that bad? Mm, I think it's because you're avoiding talking about yourself. <laughs> for me? Yeah. I, I'm a dude who wears a beard. As soon as he stopped playing hockey as a goalie, he mm-hmm. grew a beard. Mm-hmm. And so I still wear a fucking helmet on my face every goddamn day. Yeah. I think the thing about it is it's half protective so that I don't have to like give too much of myself away and keep my cards close to the chest. But I think the other half of it is that I like how I look with a beard. I think I, I think I, I think I look good with it. And so when I do look in the mirror, when I brush my teeth, I'm like, ah, I kind of like this. I kind of like this face. Yeah. You know, it's a good face. And when I've seen pictures of me without my beard from, uh, gosh, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, something like that, (laughs) I don't recognize that person because I feel like it's not me. So even though I have this protective mask over my head, I feel more like myself than ever. And that's complicated. Yeah. Know what I mean? Because I, I am do. protected and I'm not as raw as I need to be. But I also am like much happier with like my outward presentation. You are super protected. And I also know because of like we've done this for 40 episodes now. This is our 40th episode. And I know with our give and take and our like ongoing friendship, like when you're asking me a lot of questions about myself, it's because you're trying to deflect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a comic i stand on stage and i tell you what i want you to hear and then i disappear because you don't get to know me (laughs) (laughs) so what are you deflecting from do you think right now like what's going on my from my own truth yeah oh i don't know well i do know a lot of it a lot of it is just because i have no control over the future right and i live so much of my fucking time in the future wow and so when i don't when i'm when i'm deflecting it's really because like i just i'm i'm so obsessed with like where i'm headed and where i'm going and what i want and how things are going to pan out and since i have no control over that it makes me crazy and it's it's a it's a constant everyday thing to like all the time be like where am i going to end up mm. what's going to happen next where what who yeah you know what i mean and so and so that's a lot of it for me is i ask other people things because then i get to learn a lot more i get to like dig into who other people are which i love doing Hmm. but it also kind of helps keep me present that's huge i mean i was just gonna say like that's the biggest thing for like that kind of anxiety that comes from trying to foresee what's gonna happen for me is only helped by uh meditation sitting and breathing on a mat for a few minutes and and also just like listening to other people. Yeah. And so I totally That's etiquette. Asking other people questions and then listening to them, huge fucking etiquette. Truly listening. Yeah. And yeah. that's what weed is good for. I'm going to pull it all back around. Yeah. I love a good connection, but weed etiquette is all about like passing a joint whether you want to hit it or not. Yep. Stay in the fucking circle. Mm-hmm. Get to know someone, ask them some questions, and everyone'll come together. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's sharing uh, cannabis to create a connection, which sounds like a slogan that I just wrote. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it is. All right, Leafly. Uh, I see you. Sure. I see you. <laughs> Um, want to do some buds of the week? I do. And I also want to do like a highlights of the year because this is our last app that we're going to work with because next week's app is dropping uh, that's right. with the Tender Friends. So this is our like... Oh, know. and that's going to be on a Monday. We should say yeah. that next week's episode for uh, Christmas, yep. we're dropping it on Monday with the Tender Friends who we're doing a cross pod with. Yeah. So it'll be on their channel and on ours on Christmas Eve for your uh, Christmas listening pleasure if you need to get the fuck away from your family and mm-hmm. just like put your earbuds in and listen to some like super high people goof Talk. off about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you're around your family and you need to dip, that's a great thing to listen to. So yes, that'll drop on Christmas Eve, which will be our final episode of 2018. But this is really the one that I'm doing just with you to do highlights of 2018. Do you have anything from 2018 before we do buds of the week that you want to share that was like a look, a look back. I wish I had one of those echo things right now to be like a look back. That was pretty fucking yeah, good. I just did it with my mouth. I love, you know, I love connections and I think it's so cool that we started this podcast this year, 40 episodes deep now. And Today, as we record this episode, we walked into a goddamn dispensary and saw our big, beautiful faces on screens in a dispensary buying a product that we love. Silver hair and a giant beard. Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. Mm -hmm. I think that is my goddamn highlight of the year was how full circle that felt to start this pod with you, continue it. Uh, have people interact with us on Instagram and Twitter and send us so many fun DMs and messages, like all of that. And then to walk in tonight and see our pictures and see our podcast that we get to do. That's the, that is the high light. Highlights. Um, fuck yes. Fuck yes. That was a full circle moment. Absolutely. I think that uh, looking back at this year for me, the really big thing is how, uh, many amazing guests we had and places we went to, you know, eat and all of the different weed we smoked and all of the different towns that we visited while you were doing stand up and where we met people to record the pod and stuff like how fun and crazy to start this thing just as an endeavor between f- friends who wanted to make something fun and then actually have it like take us places. Yes. In inner and outer voyages, I guess. And and massive. We did a lot of drugs this year. Yeah, I smoked hella weed. Hella weed. Mushrooms at the Philharmonic and rolled on ecstasy at Laguna Beach. And listen, we're into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like being a psychonaut. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, honestly, for for me, like the, the that connection helps us understand like the human experience connecting with other people and also what lies ahead, like that worry about what's to come for me is eased by, uh, you know, like taking a little mushrooms and just sitting in the moment and sort of understanding that whatever it is to come is probably like um, nothing that I can control. And so why don't I just sort of like sit here and breathe and like listen to the waves and I don't know, psychedelics and, and cannabis help connect me to that. And then ecstasy is just great because you run around and dance your ass off. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, I remember writing in my notes, my body feels like TV static and I'm so happy. Yeah. And that's exactly how it felt. I will add another highlight. Yeah. I'm looking at your vision board right now. Oh. If you make a vision board, make one. If you don't make one, I highly suggest it. This year, my whole vision board was covered in our podcast. It was covered in um, specific... Uh, career successes Mm -hmm. and travel and food and finishing projects Uh my vision board 
came more true than ever before. And I'm so, so thankful for that. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. I'm looking at mine right now and it's... um, It's covered in weed. It's covered in like weed and glitter. (laughs) And then there's like a giant mushroom on there. And then like the one thing that's on there that I don't have is Dreamhouse. And I'm just going to put that out there on the pod because this is like a weekly vision board. And I'm just going to say by this time next year, I would like to be recording this from like a specially insulated area in uh my new little dream home where i have like a big outdoor area where i have giant dinner parties where you come over and we cook together and then we feed all of our friends and smoke halloween and just like kick it by the fire pit well shit anyone listening to this who wants to come to la next year can they come over yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah you are welcome cool yeah um, so yeah 2019 Dream house. Dream house. Ooh, Mary Jane dream house. Yep. Nice. I want it so much. I just want to like put down some roots and, you know, have a little garden. Yeah. I want it. I think this is nice. This is a nice roundup. And again, I think a vision board for me keeps me present because the future is on that piece of paper. Right. With all the images and the words and things that I'm really passionate about. Yeah. And I put my future onto a piece of art yeah so that i can stay present because i already you know i'm already headed in that direction because i already what's the word i already laid out the breadcrumbs that i don't know where they lead but i started at the end and then worked backwards laying breadcrumbs and now all i gotta do is follow them yeah you map that shit map that shit map it oh a little meta ba- a little <laughs> bit of map quest okay map quest <laughs> I think what we're is all this 1999 <laughs> i think we're all big fans you know i used to work with the founder of map quest <laughs> Another time in London. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's do some. Uh, Somebody, some guy was like, you know what the internet needs? You two, <laughs> you two, me for you to. Wait, hold on. Let me do the bit. <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay. Some guy who created MapQuest was like, you know what the internet needs? To tell you how to get around, but then you still got to print it out like a map. <laughs> <laughs> God. The 90s. That was right. Yeah. MapQuest was some 90s. Yeah. 90s situation. Yeah. Every yeah. phone still flipped. Yeah. Oof. There was, I mean, that was like some straight up dial up times, right? Mm hmm. Do you think that someday there will be um, like a themed park where you go to eat dinner that'll be dial up times <laughs> instead of medieval <laughs> times? <laughs> you just all sit around and listen. Instead of watching like jousting, you just listen to like modem screech. <laughs> and then they just very slowly bring you one piece of food at a time yeah the image on the like you you're watching a movie but it has to like download through the appetizers <laughs> exactly yeah. this sounds wonderfully frustrating simple at times dial up times listen <laughs> are we doing buds of the week yeah let's fucking do buds of the week all right i'm excited about this because this is kind of our new segment where we just shout out people who are like i don't know sending us cool stuff and in touch with us on on the grams yeah high key is that what people call it? The grams? In- Instagram? IG? I called shit gray poop earlier. Anything <laughs> is fair game. Call it the grams all night long. All right, listen. Where is she? I'm trying to look it up. Where's Haley? There she is. So Haley hit us up from Portland. Or yeah. no, from Oregon. Somewhere in Oregon. And started sending us amazing pictures and recently said, so I've recently fallen in love with olive oil cakes and I've made cookies out of cake mix many times so I decided to combine the two and I made cranberry orange olive oil cookies they look so fucking dank they look amazing and I love that she has some like bubbly foamy milk right next to the picture of the cookie so good so she started out because she sent us a picture the first picture she ever sent was a 
cake that she'd made with friends that said uh, thick with two C's bench. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's such a great picture. It's great. And, oh, I mean, we'll post it, but can we describe it real quick for everybody? Oh yeah. It's a beautiful chocolate frosted cake with um, very nicely scripted icing saying thick bench with a bunch <laughs> of little heart uh, sprinkles. It looks so delicious. Good. And she wrote, um, I really love you guys and everything you do. I only recently started listening to your podcast, so I'm not caught up, but I listen to it every day when I cook and smoke. Um, Absolutely love you guys, especially Mary Jane. Oh, thanks, Haley. <laughs> she may have since changed her mind. She may have switched allegiances. I doubt that. But I doubt that. Haley's at, at Haley Mye and is sending us like sick pictures of food and it's just she's great. really cool. She's really cool and really fun. She said yesterday, I think she saw greyhounds in Christmas sweaters. Eight to ten greyhounds in Christmas sweaters. <laughs> I would have to sit down for that and <laughs> yeah. wait for them to go by. It's a parade. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's ready for that. No, you gotta sit down and appreciate that. Damn right. Who else? What? Do, what? Do, who you got? Well, I just want to say congratulations to our bu- 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 boy who won. Well, oh. actually, I don't know if he goes by boy. I should say our wo- 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 winner. Shout yeah. out to Josh Henley. He got his magical butter machine in the mail. Oh, man. Josh of the of the Oreo eyeballs. Yeah. The winner, winner. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, or you're just finding us, or you're catching up or whatever, we did a huge, fun Halloween episode where we did a contest where what would you make with a magical butter machine? And he won the contest. Yeah. And Magical Butter sent him a whole shebang. Yeah. As, uh, his winning recipe was Oreo eyeballs with infused um, Oreo cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he would make the uh, eyeball, like the blood vessels out of like, I don't know, cherry juice. I was a little disturbed by the whole thing. but <laughs> He promised that he would make them uh, whenever we meet and that he, he's not going to use real blood. Oh, great deal. So thanks for that, Josh. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that promise. Are you O positive you're not going to use real blood? Uh, I am O positive. I don't want to eat anyone else's blood, though. Wait, what? Are you really O positive? Yeah. Oh, I was making a bad joke, and then it turns out that that's your blood type? Yeah. Well. Now everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like you have a problem with me giving out my phone number, but like My blood, blood type, type is like, yeah, keep that shit secret. I don't know. <laughs> anyone people stealing my blood? <laughs> Congratulations, Josh. I hope you use it. I know you have roommates, too, so I hope everybody enjoys your magical butter machine, and you all get to cook, snack, and hang with each other and uh, make great food and share 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 yeah and if you go hey do you want a cookie and your roommate goes nah and then just keep sitting there throw those fucking cookies in their face because they can just take that plate and pass it on like a human being yeah just you don't want it pass it on weed a cat weed a kit we got a review this week and i wanted to say on our itunes if you guys are listening and you like we got a wonderful review from our friend jordan thank you jordan and if you guys are listening and you like uh this podcast it really helps when you leave a review or you rate and like and subscribe and all that kind of stuff and like share the info with your friends obviously but like actual downloading and reviewing are two of the things that really sort of like help our numbers grow and then as our numbers grow we can you know get more people sort of like we can give away a bunch of cool shit giving away more stuff and yeah like we just had one awesome weed company get in touch with us and say that they're going to sort of give us some new things for folks to share in so uh just yeah it, it just makes a huge difference so we just wanted to encourage folks to do that can i ask you a real question yeah how long does it take to go on itunes and rate and review like 10 hours yeah, like 10 to 12 hours. 10 yeah. to 12 hours. Like a crockpot overnight sort of beef bourguignon situation. Okay. So if you're in school, um, call in sick to school. If you have work the next day, uh, call in sick to work. Don't do it on a weekend. Keep the weekend to yourself. But call in on a Monday and say you can't make it and spend 10 to 12 hours 
uh, writing a review about us um, and <laughs> clicking five stars and subscribing and then telling a bunch of your friends to uh, also take 12 hours to do the same. Yeah, it was 12 hours. No skin off your nose. No, What right? are you doing? What are you doing? What is this? What is this? Look at you. Huh? <laughs> Look at you. Do we have a resolution to the clam fight? Uh, no. Well, so many people took both of our sides, but I genuinely think you won. Yeah, I was I just going to say, I think we do have a resolution, which is that you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's New Year's resolution is to quit losing these battles. Yeah, you won. You've won a couple, but uh, that one you lost. I lost clam fight. Yep. Clams are delicious and um, you don't know. Congratulations. What does this mean? I got to shuck your one? Yeah. Fucking shuck me some clams. I'm, uh, clam linguine. I'll make you clam linguine. Cool. Do you want homemade pasta? Yep. I will make you... Homemade clam linguine. Listen, here's here's what we do. We just say things and make them happen on this podcast. That's what's up. Hold me accountable. You got it. I will. Ooh, it's going to be good. I already got a good recipe. Oh I have a really good linguine recipe. Like buttery and lemony and garlicky. Yeah, but it's like, it's the lemon is, it's like lemony. Ooh. Yeah, it's more lemon than anything else. Because I think cream like kind of dilutes flavor. It's a little bit muted. Yeah. You know, so I use a ton of lemon and a ton of garlic. Mm. And then at the end, I'll use like a bunch of fresh herbs, but I don't cook with the herbs. I just use them at the end and toss, toss, toss. Oh, and do you like a little velouté with the um, pasta water with like a little oil and butter to make it all? Yeah, you have to because it, it like... It, it's important. It makes the emulsion. It makes the sauce. It makes everything thick and dreamy and creamy. I'm so excited to figure out what weed to pair with it. That's a great Some question. Fireweed. Well, in the new year. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm back uh, first week of Jan. All right. Mary Jane, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everybody. We're at Weed and Grub, and um, I don't know. fucking love you guys. fucking love you. Happy holidays. fucking love you. Happy holidays. Bye, everyone. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>